0: I've literally been waiting for this all day. <laughs> Why, just to see how long it goes? Because you're actually interested. Because I've I really. I, I've only seen bits and pieces. I caught a lot of the f- main event of night two, and seeing the very end of that was. Oh, boy. All right. So. Oh, yeah. I've uh, also pulled up a stopwatch. Okay. It's- fucking we're ha- not going to like we're not going to stop you i was going to say i was going to say have have fun with that i don't know what to tell you <laughs> so um it's, it's a world record attempt my uh so my uh, baby face of the week is obviously my favorite pay-per-view of the year maybe my favorite pay-per-view that has ever existed which is new japan pro wrestling's PLC. wrestle Game. <laughs> don't you dare interrupt me again <laughs> Um as some people might know, last year New Japan split up Wrestle Kingdom from one night of like twelve matches and like a fucking six-hour thing, uh, to two nights of this year's six matches each. Um actually seven the first night, and then eight the the second with the uh New Japan Rumble Rambo uh the first night and then two uh stardom women's matches being dark matches uh in wrestle King, uh, wrestle kingdom giving those women a chance to perform you know in front of thousands of people in you know perhaps one of the greatest uh you know arenas in the entire world so you know cool stuff. Uh everything starts off with the Rambo, the pre-show it's it's a rumble. Like I don't know what you honestly this is this this was the low point for me. Not because it was just because it was a rumble, like there were good spots in this. It was really fun because Chase Owens politicked himself into being the first person in it. The second person uh the second person was Ishii. The third person was Suzuki so it started off in a real almost comical manner <laughs> now you fucked up <laughs> now, now you, you fucked up you have fucked up now yeah so there was that so it was, it was just this constant thing there were like alliances formed alliances lost like chase Owens was there folly was there um at one point Bushi was there he was keeping young lions from getting in the ring and no one could figure out why And then it later became apparent it was because he wanted to unleash them all in the ring at the same time so Fale and Chase would eliminate them. Because he was on the outside. So at the end, Asiano, who's the 21st entrant because he was the 2020 King of Pro Wrestler, because this is the last four going to go on to a four-way match the next night to be the 2021 King of Pro Wrestling, uh, which is a trophy that's also a title that's only defended in stipulation matches because 2020 was weird, but we're sticking with it for some reason and as as Yano is taking his leisurely stroll to the ring, they eliminate the last young lion, meaning that Yano Toru did not even have to get into the ring to advance to the next night that <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, that's so and good. Fale was and Fale was pissed <laughs> and it was amazing it was. Amazing. It was a great way to start. Great way to uh, do that. Um, great preliminary. The opening contest uh, was Best of the Super Juniors 27 winner, Hiromu Takahashi, uh, versus Super J Cup winner, El Fantasmo. Uh, the Super J Cup took place in the U.S. Uh, New Japan's been running shows here, uh, like tapings where they get some U.S. talent. There's a lot of, like, indie talent being used on it. Uh, Danny Limelight, who you might know if you watch uh, A.W. Dark, is featured pretty heavily on that. So he's working for two companies right now, which is cool. But uh, during that, El Phantasmo uh, won. Uh, as you might not – you probably don't know this. The winner of the Super J-Cup, there's, like it was a, a pretty prestigious before. Uh, Liger brought it back for New Japan because he really liked it. You're given a golden jacket. And uh, ELP spent his entire entrance like just rubbing it back and forth across his, across his crotch multiple times. I think he kicked it into the ring at one point, <laughs> just disrespecting the shit out of it. Um, and it this was an amazing opening match. Like it had a lot of it had a combination of like technical, like working the body from ELP, and just like just so El Fantasma was amazing. Like, I can't really explain how good El Fantasma. Hiromu is also amazing, but El Phantasmo... El Phantasmo walked from the top corner, rope-walked all the way to the middle, and then did a moonsault off of that onto the ramp. It was flawless. There was no hesitation. It's him and Phoenix. Those are the two people where I was just like, I guess, I guess you're just going to do that, huh? I guess you could just do that. There were all kinds of just impressive spots is like a good back and forth um continuing like this uh this thing of you know, can Hiromu settle like that he is the best because you know El Phantasma was there being like listen you won best at Super Juniors but I wasn't even there you know who knows what could have happened that's why this match even existed and Hiromu's like you're right I'll fucking beat you first and then whoever wins can go the next night and he did it was a great match. Amazing match. He won with, uh, without his finish, he won with uh, O'Connor roll. O'Connor roll? Yeah. So it didn't even, like, This was a great back and forth. You're like, oh, they're going to hit a finish. Nope. Faked you out. But, yeah, no, really, really good match. Really solid. Great opener. Uh, you couldn't really ask for a lot more than that. Uh, that was followed up by the IWGTP uh, tag team match, uh, Gorillas of Destiny, winners of the World Tag League uh, for 2020, uh, against Dangerous Techers, uh, Taichi and Zack Sabre Jr. And so you know how I talk about how like an AEW, one of the cool things is that you can like you can have heel versus heel. Because there's a reason. The reason is like ranking, and like you know, you want to win. This is an example of that working, but with tag teams. Because Gorillas of Destiny are huge heels. They will like Jado's. They'll they'll do fucking anything to like cheat to win. But Suzuki Gunner are also heals. So it was this constant thing of them, you know, jockeying with each other. Uh, and like occasionally, you know, pulling bullshit or spots, and it was, it was, it was another, it was another good match. It was wasn't like FT, it it, it wasn't like you know FTW or like Young Bucks. It was like it was somewhere in between because it had a lot more technical stuff because Zack Sabre Jr. is there and that's what the fuck he does. But the Gorillas of Destiny have been teaming now for four years, five years. Since uh yeah since Tungaloa uh showed up uh one year and like it shows like their cohesion like they won the match they deserve to be the seven time IWGP heavyweight champion so the the most reigns in New Japan history is now owned by the Gorillas of Destiny um, now granted a lot of their reigns were you know, fucking no defenses get beat however many months later but the the Tag division is not that great, but it's better now, and they're a good flagship for it. Uh and that was a, like I said, it was a very it was a very good match. Uh mainly because it used seven different types of interference in terms of like people using bullshit stuff. Frickin' uh Tama hit Tai Chi with the uh with, like the metal the metal fingers that Tai Chi took from Mizuki when Izuki retired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Tom was just like, "Ha!" Ah, and then he ran off with them. So they're still in possession of that. <laughs> they're in possession of that—the trophies and the tag titles. there's <laughs> amazing. Uh, next up, the IWGP United States Championship contract uh, match. Beforehand, you s- we got a video of John Moxley in America holding the U.S. Championship. Uh, Basically, just talking some big shit for a guy that hasn't defended the title in a year. <sighs> now hold on, pandemic. He's been busy. <laughs> Kenta defended his briefcase s- six times. <laughs> Kenta, Kenta, after after the match, because Kenta won. And I'm just gonna spoil that for you. Uh, He has defended the IWGP, the contract case, the, you know, like the interim championship, more than anybody has defended the actual championship. Oh my god, I just realized that this continues a trend of John fucking Moxley having a United States championship and never defending, or not never defending it, but holding it for fucking ever. And barely defending it, yes. Barely defending it. But uh, Kenta versus Kojima... It was really good, like you know, Kojima taking over because Juice Robinson's hurt. This is this is probably one of, if not the last time that Kojima, like a legend in Japanese pro wrestling, gets a gets a shot at any kind of title at Wrestle Kingdom, and he he made the most of it. Like he pulled out all his stops. Like it was a it was a good it was a good solid match. You know, Kench is there, so you know it was hard hitting. There was two. Strikers Kenta with his, you know, Kojima with the lariats, and it was yeah, no, it it was one of those ones where like even Kenta at the end looked at Kojima with you know respect, like backing up, like get me away from this dude, this dude, this dude almost took me out. It's really good. Like I said, it's a, if this is the last time we ever see Kojima in Wrestle Kingdom, he can at least. Hold his head up high that, like, it's not like some people at WrestleMania where, like, you just wet fart to end your WrestleMania career. Like, he fucking, he brought it like, like only he could. Undertaker, do, 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 what? Yeah. Hey, don't you dare say that man went out on a wet fart. He went out in an episode of Walker, Texas Ranger, guest starring AJ Styles. Uh, yeah, that's fair. I forgot about that. Anyway <laughs> uh, Next special singles match uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi The once in a century ace of New Japan Pro Wrestling Versus Great Okan uh, Formerly uh, Young Lion Returned from Excursion in the UK uh, Where he did a lot of work for RevPro Was undefeated in RevPro I think 46-0 yeah, he was tag team champions with uh, Rampage Brown, but then he went back to New Japan, Rampage signed with NXT UK. Uh, but yeah, he's got a really aggressive, like, good... Like, okay, the gimmick that he comes out and he's like a Chinese zombie isn't the best bit, but him as a wrestler is. Like, he wrestles a very unique style in terms of just how he appears to approach it like you can tell he like has an amateur background and that's how he approaches it uh, they made a good point during the match that he didn't grow up a wrestling fan like he isn't a wrestling fan They he got talent scouted for being a very successful amateur wrestler in Japan and then they brought him in and was like hey would you like to do pro wrestling so his whole mindset isn't like ooh showmanship ooh whatever is f- fucking winning fuck you Fuck you and fuck off. But the story of <laughs> this match you, fuck is... Fuck you, bye. Yeah, the story of this match is Hiromu... Or, sorry. Uh, yeah. Hiroshi Tanahashi, a man who is, you know, on the decline. You know, in a lot of ways. Bodies giving up on him after years of ca- literally carrying New Japan Pro Wrestling on his back. <laughs> Fighting through injuries that he shouldn't have. not Never taking the time off he needs. Like, body breaking down against... Like, a returned young lion, vicious, ferocious, incredibly skilled, and can he he make it work? And for most of the match, the answer was no. The answer was decidedly no. But, you know, uh, Tanahashi, uh, you know, started showing off that he was working smarter, not harder. uh, Using less, like, I'm going to power my way through it and more. Like, I'm going to outsmart people. I've been doing this shit for over 20 years. Like, I know what I'm doing. And eventually, uh, eventually pulled it out, hits the high fly flow, uh, you know, frog splash, one, two, three, very, very feel good moment where it's, you know, crowd gets the like, yeah, it's not over. The the sun has not set on the ace of new Japan. Uh, then we get to my favorite match of the entire, uh, is it my favorite? It's tied. There are two matches. Neither one of them are the main events of their nights. Uh, for night one, it's Kazuchika Okada versus Will Ospreay. This was the first match where I realized halfway through Okada's entrance he was winning. I had Ospreay winning. Because they said the line, Okada feels he must win this so that nobody thinks that stabbing him in the back is the way to get ahead in New Japan. Because Jay had already done it. Jay stabbed Okada in the back, became leader of Bullet Club, became... You know, IWGP champion. Now uh now Osprey, who, you know, literally uh Okada viewed as a as his brother, like as his little brother. He brought him in personally after wrestling in Rev Pro, had like kept him there, like as their junior ace, like helped, you know, mold him in a lot of ways. Just decided, like, hey, fuck you, and stabbed him in the back, you know, in an interview. Uh, multiple members of Chaos even said, listen, if he wanted to start his own group, we would have been fine. Like, have our blessing. Like, you need to go out on your own. It was the fact that he decided to, like, jump Okada and beat the shit out of him that they couldn't, like, they didn't have a thing with. And that that, like, animosity dictated the entire match. It didn't play off, like, two rivals that hated each other. It literally played out as two people that were family that, like... Needed to settle this. And needed, like, each one felt they needed to win. Osprey needed to win to establish himself out of Okada's shadow and to establish his new group as, like, a legitimate threat. And Okada needed to maintain his spot at the top of the card. And it was so good. (laughs) Like... You know how, like, we, like, I talked to you guys about how Will Ospreay has a punchable face and is, like, a bit of a twat online, but is an incredible wrestler? Yeah, that did not, he does less flippy shit now, but that's, like, the only difference. Is, like, he's still really good, and Okada is one of the best ever. And so this match just, like, when it was done, I literally sat up, because I was kind of laying back, and I was, like, I was, like, that slapped. That was amazing. Like it every like if you have a if I can recommend one match from Wrestle Kingdom, it's that match because it's not the longest you don't have to know that much about the history of anything. Like if you watch from the entrance ramp down and they explain, like Chris Charlton and Kevin Kelly do a great job. You know everything you need to know. And the match plays out the way it plays out. And Okada hits the Rainmaker. He's been using the money clip for fucking finally for a year oh he still uses it okay it's it's a weakening move it's a weakening move by the way i have to admit he's gotten damn good at applying it out of nowhere like his transitions with that shit are like legit also he wears shorts now he got rid of trunks that's how i knew he was winning that sealed it he did that he ripped away like yeah oh yeah anytime if he's He's wearing shorts, not pants, shorts, not the weird trunks he was wearing with, like, a belt or, like, some shit. I care way too much about one wrestler's attire than I should, but, like, it just... <laughs> when I got back into wrestling, that was, that was, like, the thing. Like, that's how Okada looked, and the moment he stopped doing that, I was like, this isn't right, man. I've been doing, this, like, I've been watching this for years, No. And finally, in the main event for night one. Yeah, that's right. We're only halfway. Buckle up. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the malaise starting to take over, Scotty. But, uh, yes. IWGP. Just, I'm just <laughs> watching this stopwatch climb up higher and higher. And well... Too bad. Uh, IWGP Heavyweight Championship. <laughs> this is about to become a second episode. I'm going to just release this as a second thing. That's fine. IWGP Heavyweight Championship, IWGP Intercontinental Championship match. Both titles are defended as a double championship. Uh, the challenger, Kota Ibushi, granted the match because he won the G1 uh, Climax versus Tetsuya Naito, the reigning champion. In a match that can only be described as one of us has to murder the other. <laughs> there, are so s- there are so many there are so many spots. Naito did like moves where Kodobushi didn't need to land the way he landed. It felt like he chose to. <laughs> <laughs> And Naito also did bumps like that. There were multiple things where it was just like, why? Why did we think this was a good idea, guys? <laughs> constant constant back and forth. Uh, as any good championship match should be, because, you know, Naito doesn't want to give up his spot in the sun, and then Ibushi's trying to, like... Literally, his storyline is he... Telling everyone that he wants to become God by winning these championships. Now that doesn't mean the same thing in Japan that it means here in like, you know, Western culture. But it uh it stills what dri- what was driving him and it was so good. Fucking uh Naito kicked out of a Bomaye or not a yeah, a Bomaye, a kamagoye, like everything. Fuck. Yeah, and I took, kicked out of that, uh, Abushi, kicked out of a uh, Destino, like, you were just like, fucking, what's it gonna take? Uh, what it took was a, uh, I think it was like a, like a quick draw V trigger into a, like, knee pad pulled down Kamagoye. That was so fucking flush. I literally, it literally, like, I was half asleep by this point. Like, I was watching, but I was like, I was tired. It was like 1 a.m. I sh- shut up, I was like, fuck! <laughs> holy shit that connected hard uh one of the best parts actually about that match wasn't the match itself it was afterward because so (laughs) ibushi was so exhausted and so out of it that he passed out the reason you know he passed out is when he came back to he went and tried to pin naito again (laughs) yeah, <laughs> he I didn't tried to pin him know twice. the match was over. Red Shoes had to explain to him that he had already won, and it took him literally minutes. It took him minutes to get back to his feet. That was how much effort these guys put into this this match. This is how much like of themselves they left in the ring. Uh, another great moment was Naito, t- like you know, grabbing the belts away from Red Shoes, and then presenting them, uh, to Ibushi, uh, which is, like, a great, like, you know, oh, passing of the torch, until you realize Naito and Ibushi are the same fucking age. (laughs) Yeah. Just, Naito's, Naito's body's more fucked. Ibushi, like, is immortal and has a neck made of, like, rebar, apparently. Adamantine neck, man. Adamantine neck. Uh... There were the two. Then we're on night two. It, it, gets, it gets easier from here, maybe a little bit. Um, I didn't watch the two stardom matches because those aren't available. They're only available in on stardom world. Uh, but the first match was the four way uh match for the King of Pro Wrestling 2021. Bushi, Chase Owens, Bad Luck Fale, and Yano Toru. Um It was a match. It was really weird. So, like, this was probably the worst on the card match. Of Wrestle Kingdom. And it was. If I had seen this match on like a WWE card, I would have called it above average. The finish was that, because the whole match was Fale and uh, Chase basically like teaming up and like trying to take on people. Eventually, Yano or Bushi would like, you know, separate one of them, get things going. Uh, but at the end, Fale and Chase hit their tag team finisher. Each one of them tries to go for the pin, uh, and then the referee tries to get in the way of them. They turn to the ref. Yano double uh, low blows them, pins Bushy because he got knocked out, wins, runs away. Yes. If that had happened at a WWE show, with what I know about... Yeah, no, because if it was out of nowhere, like if Big E did that, it would have been actually no, that still would have been fucking amazing. So, like I said, that was this was the worst. This was the worst match in terms of match quality, but it was still good. Like that's how that's how like like fucking clutch this is as a pay per view. Um, next up was uh the tag team of Ryusuke Taguchi and uh, Master Wado versus Suzuki Gun of uh, Yoshinobu Kanamaru and uh everybody's new favorite junior heavyweight El Desperado. Um oh well, that was this was so this was this was exactly this is exactly what you would want from a junior tag team match. Like it was fast-paced, there was a lot of transitions, there was a lot of different moves and like ways things were going uh and then in typical uh Suzuki Gun fashion there was a fuck finish. It wasn't so much a fuck finish. Kanemaru got the ref's attention, or distracted somebody so Desperado could hit his finisher. But, like, they made you believe. Like, that's the one thing I like about New Japan, is like you will always believe. Every false finish means more, because... Gato might have thought it was a good idea to give the belt to the, like, the guy that just got back from excursion and fucking Ryusuke Taguchi. He might have thought that shit was hilarious. They might hold the belts for two days and then drop them. I don't know. (laughs) You don't either. Let's watch. So finishes, time, flip the so, coin. Yeah, so finishes that, like, you know, in, like, a WWE shoot, like, oh, that wasn't the, that wasn't the, fin- that wasn't, like, a tag team finish, you're just like, oh, god, oh, god, is that it, is that it, okay, no, somebody came in broke it up, or no, they kicked out, and you're like, oh, okay, and this was a great example of that. There were several times where it's like, holy shit, like, they're really gonna give it to the, okay, no, never mind, Kanemaru broke it up, or, like, Desperado pulled him out of the ring, we're okay, we're okay, um my next my favorite match of night 2 maybe like I said it's it's between these two uh Shingo Takage versus Jeff Cobb for the never open away championship which will hereforth be referred to as the uh BMF championship because Shingo Takage is a bad motherfucker ah! um <laughs> god this is the greatest example of two meaty men slapping meat that you will ever find This is just, this is just, it's hard hitting. It's like, are you looking for, are you looking for, like, do you you just want Haas? Do you want all Haas for, like, 30 minutes? By the way, that's the best part of this being split into two nights is, like, some of these matches would get less time on a longer card. Nope. Everybody gets, like, 30, 30 or more. Take all the time you need. (laughs) And it shows so much in this match. Because the match is constantly, uh... Like, Jeff Cobb is clearly bigger, stronger, more athletic than Shingo Takage. So Shingo Takage has to do everything off of just sheer willpower and, like, strength of spirit. Also, he chop-blocked one of Jeff Cobb's knees, and that actually ends up being a defining factor. At one point, Cobb hits Tour of the Islands, but he, like, when he lands, he lands sideways on the leg that had been fucked up and, like, has to roll away Like, you know, kayfabe because he couldn't do it. Then by the time he gets to Shingo, Shingo kicks out. I don't know. By the time he gets to Shingo, Shingo's been able to, like, roll and then just has his foot on the ropes. Uh, And then, um, also, Shingo Takage hits a made in Japan on Jeff Cobb with the full holding him in the air for, like, a full second. Jesus. Full flip. Well, actually, no, it's kind of like a turning flip, too, so, it, like, it looks extra awesome, because it looks like he's got torque on it. He also hits the last of the dragon on it, so he, underneath, just on his shoulders, like John Cena-esque, just picks Jeff Cobb the fuck up and drops him. It. It's amazing. Oh, also, Jeff Cobb, you know, like, uh when a smaller guy gets, like, clothesline and they do, like, the inside-out, like, fall? Apparently, Jeff Cobb can do that. Yashinko Takaga hit a pumping bomber and Jeff sold it, like, fucking hell. It was great. Everything about that match was great. I would watch that match again right now. I might go watch that match again after we finish recording. That's how good that match was. I might watch that match after we finish rec- recording. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. In 10... 15 minutes I got what three matches left Sonata versus evil wasn't actually that was just a match I'll be honest with you Dick Togo was there there was this constant like thing of like oh interference Uh, the storyline being like does Sonata who's usually very detached very calm wrestler does he need to like get angry in order to get past evil who's like you know tapped into this new way of being a wrestler and the answer is uh no, no he didn't. He fucking did it his way. <laughs> a lot of good transitions. Like you can tell these guys used to be a tag team together. Because like there was not a lot of like you know, botchy stuff or wasted finish, wasted like finisher attempts. Um whenever they went for one, if it if it was supposed to hit, it hit. If it didn't, like there was a counter, it was good. At one point, uh Sonata hit Evil's finish. Uh, which was dope because it somehow looks better when he does it. And then he did that into a moonsault. Uh, my personal favorite spot had nothing to do with wrestling. Uh, they had set up a table at one point. Actually, that was my second favorite spot. My first favorite spot was uh the announcer, like the ring announcer slash bellkeeper, was in his own little like you know COVID stand next to the railing along this one side, and evil threw Sonata specifically into that spot as hard as he could twice, sending the table and that dude flying backwards. (laughs) (laughs) And they pick him up, they put him back there, five minutes later, he just does it again.
1: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) What about you?
0: There's (laughs) no real, like, reason given either, you're just like, I guess this is just to establish that (laughs) evil's a dick. This is for dominance. Yeah. Uh, But they set up a table. At one point, Dick Togo, whose thing is that he chokes out uh, Evil's opponents with, like, a garrote wire. Um, He gets knocked off the entrance into a table, and I wish I had a gif of it. Because, like, he jumps up and then goes down, like, straight down. But he does it like this, so it looks like he jumped up just to give an elbow drop Macho Man Randy Savage style to this table. And he lands completely <laughs> through it. Like, you could not have lined it up better. Like, you could have like, it was just bump, It was, but it was the fact that he didn't fall, he didn't fall this way. He fell that way. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a bump. Boom. Which then eventually, you know, was the transition into the finish of the match. All good. Semi-made event, for the first time ever. Uh... IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, uh, Hiromu versus Taiji Ishimori, um, the quote unquote face of Junior Heavyweight Wrestling versus the guy that actually has the belt and feels really just dis- like you know dissed and disrespected. Um, which was weird because like you know he's playing the he's playing the uh, the heel in the match. He's targeting Hiromu had hurt like gotten his hand hurt by uh, Fantasmo the night before, so you know. Uh, ugh. that's getting targeted. He uh, had a shoulder hurt before by Ishimori, like the year before. That's how Ishimori won the belt from him. At one point, Taiji Ishimori does a springboard 450 onto his arm, <laughs> like, just to just to get that, that, that over. That seems like overkill. It it did. Like that wasn't the finish. So the, so the whole match was just can Hiromu after already f- like doing a 20 minute match against one of the best. Junior heavyweights, um, like, can he go again against the guy that's actually a champion? And like, I feel like Scotty will, will appreciate this spot. Um, there was a there was a spot where Hiromu continuously like charged in at Ishimori, and Ishimori just counter elbowed him like this way, and that happened a dozen times. <laughs> like he would get knocked back and then he would hulk up and he would go again and then it would be a moment and then he would go again and then he <laughs> would go selling the crazy that is hiromu takahashi i love that dumb motherfucker Hell yes. <laughs> yeah everybody was behind him but like ishimori hit like all of his uh like he hit his you know his spots like torquing on it but this time hiromu didn't give up hiromu made it to the ropes Row did all this stuff the he had the he had the, like the counters at the end when he needed them most hit uh hit time bomb 2 cuz Ishimori kicked out of time bomb the original uh and yeah no it was a really good match i really do feel for ishimori though like outside of uh, of the match because like that disrespect he's feeling was correct like taiji ishimori is an incredibly talented junior heavyweight wrestler. Like his pedigree is, like, not debatable. Um, but Hiromu is just such a personality. Like Hiromu just like fills a room, like any stadium. Like he comes out and you're just, everybody's like just more excited about it. So you know he won, but. You gotta feel for Shimori who, like, is an actual very talented wrestler, but did a great job of putting Hiromu over. Like, Hiromu looks like he had the, like, the the heart of a champion after battling through all of that. Uh, speaking of which, in the main event, uh, the now newly crowned double champion Kodobushi Ibushi versus the man who won the contract that Ibushi had previously won for winning the The G1 Climax. Jay White. And holy fuck this match. Uh, (laughs) This match went 48 minutes and 5 seconds. That's longer than Okada Omega 1. It is the longest match in Wrestle Kingdom history. Uh, Ibushi did this match the night after wrestling 35 minutes against Naito. And like apparently trying to die. Yeah. So... Kotobushi's conditioning is apparently amazing. Jay White is also amazing, because this match was just... It was so beautifully done from a technical and like story standpoint, because the story was very simple. The story was, Jay White has a counter to everything. Just when Ibushi thinks he's got something, he doesn't. And if he does, like, Gato will be there, and then if like Gato can't get there, Gato will pull the ref. And, like, Jay White... Like Jay White has an answer. Like, you know. He's full of shit, he's all this stuff, but he's so dangerous. He's so good. And then the finish of the match, the turn, is that at some point, murder bushy shows up. Which, <laughs> which made me scared because normally murder bushy means that a bushy <laughs> means that a bushy loses. Because in all previous appearances of Murder Abushi, Abushi has lost the match. No, he just ascends. To, like, he Super Saiyan ascends and starts just beating the shit out of Jay. And, like, to the point that Jay's like, fuck it, just pin me. just I don't want to fucking deal with this anymore. And then he, like, Abushi's like, nah, fuck you. And he starts overhand punching him while standing above him. Then he shoves the ref away. And uh, Jay White literally sits up. Like shoulder to the dick. <laughs> <laughs> Batch kind of turns around, but the 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 story is that eventually Ibushi figures Jay out, and instead of Jay having a counter for everything, Ibushi has a counter for everything. A counter for every attempt at like you know at every attempt at the the Blade Runner, uh like a few other things. Like it gets a bit back and forth, but then eventually, um Ibushi hits a Kamagoye to the back of Jay's head. Uh, and then a Kamagoye... I believe it was a Kamagoye to the front without a knee pad. And that's what seals it. And just like before, there's this thing afterwards where Jay is still reaching out, trying to beat down Ibushi. Like, look, very weak. Like, just grabbing at him. Like, people have to drag him away. That's like, you know, selling how much he wanted this match. And it was, it was, it was good. It was so good. Wrestle Kingdom fucking is fucking awesome. Wrestle Kingdom is the best thing every year in wrestling. And it starts at the beginning of the year. So the rest of the year, I have to wait for good wrestling again. Actually, no, I have to wait for the G1. And then I have to wait for Wrestle Kingdom. So I have to wait half a year twice. <laughs> and then WrestleMania comes. Everybody's like, ooh, look at this. Nah. Take that sports entertainment shit out of here. Not when you got Wrestle Kingdom. Now when you got Wrestle it's still Kingdom. still one of the best shows I've ever seen. Yeah, watch Wrestle Kingdom. If you have a chance, pay the It's not even $10. Just pay Watch it. Spend a Saturday. Watch, I believe it's combined like nine hours of wrestling. Whatever. You spend more than that when you watch all the Lord of the Rings films together. Yeah. The sheer, like, monster that is Kota Ibushi I believe is the most terrifying thing I've ever seen. You don't realize how un unsettlingly muscular he is until like he's crawl until he's crawling to the ropes because then you get to see how fucking huge his back muscles are. Like the ones like right here. Yeah. Like I was like Jesus there's no need there's no need for somebody to be that incredibly like strong and powerful. But I guess that's what supports his neck, because he took a fucking you know like sleeper suplexes? Like you take those and normally you'll just flip all the way over. Nope. Bam! Top of the head. Right there. Twice. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> no one hates Kota Bushi's neck more than Kodobushi. Kota Kodobushi, Kota yeah. <laughs> Anyway, that was my review of Wrestle that's, Kingdom. That's a solid. <laughs> oh God, that was wonderful. Um, I, I actually stopped the stopwatch prematurely, but that was about thirty nine minutes. <laughs> that was about thirty nine minutes. Dylan, you've we've we are starting out twenty twenty one with a fucking bang and the longest episode we've ever recorded. <laughs> I was really hoping I could go forty eight oh six. I <laughs> love um, yeah, it. The minute that you were like, oh, yeah, this is the longest match in Wrestle Kingdom history, I was about this is the longest segment in Fight Boys history. <laughs>